The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Hey, it's 2.06 on the hump day. day. Can you believe we've made it through to Wednesday already? Of course, we got a head start on this well, week. Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't sure what day you thought it was I today. I don't know either. Um, our text messages back and forth. You thought That's... it was Thursday at one point. We had a guest booked. I said, we can't. We've got no. uh, Gord in on Thursdays. You were like, like yep, mm, today's Wednesday. Wednesday. And then you had the whole week wrong as well in, during a a whole other set of texts. Said I couldn't tape an announcers on Thursday because I'm doing my performance appraisal, which apparently is not this week at all. So I'm glad that I have your schedule for you. I appreciate you do. <laughs> I hope that doesn't go down on my performance appraisal. Well, it, you never know. It just might. But, uh, you know, all good because I'm like, I just need to double check this because I'm pretty sure that you booked your performance appraisal the same day as I booked my performance appraisal. I, I booked mine uh, the, the last, last day po- possible. Yeah, the last day possible latest <laughs> time. <laughs> yeah, same as me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm just right before you. So uh, anyway, so hope you're having a great uh, Wednesday. It's uh, it's a breezy, chilly fall day out there in the capital region. We know that there are some uh, winter storm or snowfall warnings for several areas of the province. Eileen has been talking about it throughout the newscasts. Um, yeah, some, some areas could see up to 15 centimeters of snow. Uh, that snow falling today tapering off in the in the evening so yeah could be a could be a little sketchier this afternoon let us know what's happening in your neck of the woods at 6 30 6 30 weather wise we'll keep everybody updated of course the countdown is on andrew gross the countdown is on to the civic election you know a lot of people have been casting their ballots in the advance polls um, but monday monday is the day and elections, of course, are based upon issues. Mm-hmm. And uh, Fletcher Kent from Global uh, Television has been looking at one of those issues. Joins us right now. Hey, Fletcher. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. So, Fletcher, give us an idea here. I think it was uh, earlier this year uh, when we knew that you know we were getting closer to uh, an election that Global threw out a, uh, a question, a couple questions to its viewers and our listeners over here about uh, what issues were really going to drive voters this year. Give us a little bit of background on that, and I'm just curious to know how you got to this point with the story that you're covering today. Well, yeah, just a little bit, probably back in August or uh, late late summer anyway, we decided that, uh, you know what, we know this election's coming up. Uh, you know, uh, we want to find out exactly what uh, Edmontonians think are going to be the big issues that are going to drive this. This wasn't going to be one of those elections, at least from what we thought, that there's going to be one driving issue that we know it's going to be about this, that, or the other thing. So we wanted to get what was on people's minds. So people came by, people responded. There's lots of people, dozens of people uh, sent, sent in what they thought were the most important issues. And you know what? There was a clear winner. There was, by a margin of two to one over the second place, the biggest issue for Edmontonians in this election is are, it's just bike lanes. Bike I mean, we've heard lanes. lots of people. Yeah, of course, of course. You, you're going to hear that from, you, you keep hearing that from everybody. There's so, People are have a, pol, it's a very polarizing mm-hmm. issue. You have a very strong feeling about these things one way or the other. And it's kind of strange hearing, hearing you there just talking about winter storm warnings and then doing a nice little segue into bike lanes. But still, <laughs> it gets people, it, it doesn't matter how cold it is outside, It does. it's an issue that's got people pretty hot under the collar depending on uh, what, what side you take on it. And I guess probably depending on which ward you're living in too because yeah. certain wards are certainly seeing a lot more of the bike, bike lane and the bike lane issues than others. 
Yeah, I, I think it does somewhat depend over uh, on what ward you live in. But I think this, I got the sense from some of the responses that we got, it, it, that it is affecting though, a lot of people from all over the city. I mean, we talked to one person who lives downtown. Um, he uh, doesn't ride his bike all that often, but I mean, he's, he's confronted by one bike lane every day and he doesn't particularly care for them. And then there's the people that live downtown or, or work downtown. They absolutely love being able to have these for the first time in God knows how long they've felt uh, a little bit safer riding on some of the busier streets. It's let, let them be able to leave their car behind and take those. So, I mean, you're getting those, but then you're also getting a lot of the people who live out in the suburbs that, um, and I think this is maybe in part why this issue resonates with so many people. I mean, what, what's it been? For the last 70 years, the expectation amongst city planners is that the average person is probably going to be able to have a car, and that's allowed us to be able to build out and build out and build out and mm-hmm. establish the suburbs. So there's so many people that live out in the outskirts of town, that work downtown, that live downtown, uh, or work downtown, or they want to come downtown, they want to be downtown, they're used to driving their car. In many cases, that's one of their only options, especially if they're going out down, you know, in the evening to drive their car. And then they come down and they feel like, well, this is making it more difficult to be able to drive my car. So this is it's coming down to almost this clash of, uh, it, it's almost a bit of a clash between car culture or the culture or transportation culture that we've had for the last many decades and uh, a culture that we're trying to achieve at the same time. So that might sort of account for why this is such a, mm-hmm. a big issue, but it's certainly fascinating to look at and sort of see where people are coming from on it. Well, Fletcher, you had no way of knowing this in advance, but this is my favorite topic in the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, for those I've spoken to, both on the show and after the show, and, uh, you know, those uh, friends and family, it it's it summed up by the accommodation uh the accommodation for few at the annoyance of many. And you said a mouthful just a moment ago when you talked about the city spreading out mm-hmm. um, and that, you know, those of us who live in the suburbs are looking at these bike lanes and saying, okay, but we're never going to ride our bike from Riverbend or to Williger uh, to get downtown. And you also said, you know, the the city's plan. What's the most, what's at the heart of the annoyance, do you think, of all those things you mentioned? Because you have a city plan to spread outwards, um, and then you have a plan uh, to get rid of our cars, and it and it sort of do you feel like it leaves people wondering what the plan was? Well, I I, I don't think it's fair to say that there's a plan to get rid of cars. Uh, I, I think I think the goal is to try to encourage other forms of options, try to reduce congestion in other sorts of ways, uh, to get people to that want to and that can to be able to get onto their bikes, to find other alternative ways, and. To, and to become a little bit greener if, if, if you can. But honestly, at the, at the heart of this, and I think why it strikes such a chord with so many people, uh, is that it uh, the car kind of defines who we are, at least have been in, in, in Western culture for a very long time. This is, this is what we need to be able to get around. And if you have plans that come into place that then may... Um, ask you to change how you live your life mm-hmm. and how you get around. That's uh, that's a pretty asking for a pretty fundamental shift, uh, and that's going to make people. I mean, change always is somewhat difficult, but such fundamental change, I think, is going to rankle a few people and uh, get them a little bit on edge. And I think kind of what that's sort of what's happening here, and at least certainly it's going to be. It, it, going to continue probably until people either get used to uh, get used to having the lanes or um or, or they backtrack again 
Who knows? Fletcher Ken from Global Edmonton joining us uh, this afternoon on the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. Uh, we're talking about uh, some questions that were thrown out to listeners and, and viewers about what are the major issues for you in, in this upcoming civic election. And number one, number one, top in the list, bike lanes. Number two followed, you know, quite a ways back was the LRT. Although those two are connected. And that's where I was going to go next. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and here's the thing. When we talk about this and we, we talk about, you know, our you know change is, is difficult and it's hard for some people. And we know that the city maybe uh, wants us to start moving to, you know, greener ways of getting around. But the fact of the matter is we still have an LRT. <laughs> we have an LRT system that is only half put together and for the majority of the population that they're going to have to drive their vehicle to get to the LRT spot to get on the LRT just because it is not fully extended across the city. So when you look at this whole idea of of getting Edmontonians to move this way, it's still really far-fledged for me. It's, it's really a, a way off completely before it can happen, even think about happening. I think you're. I think you're right. I mean, and to be fair, I mean, these, when we asked these questions of our viewers, it wasn't thing, what things bother you, what things of the city has the city not done a good enough job. It was a pretty straightforward question. It was just what are the what are the biggest issues for you? So yes, well, there's people that every lots of people wrote down bike lanes. There's some of those that are that find that bike lanes are important and they want to have our city grow and to develop and have these sorts of things. Same thing with LRT. There are certainly people on there that haven't been happy with how the LRT system has been developed thus far. They feel it could have been done better in places, but there's also a number of people who say it's a big issue because they're desperate to be able to get the West LRT done as quickly as possible, mm-hmm. or they live up in the north, uh, the northwest part of the city, and they want to see this extended up northwest or maybe extended up to the northeast or get to some of the other, uh, uh, St. Albert Sherwood Park, even further south to, to help with park and ride, those sorts of things. So there is definitely a, a passion amongst a number of people to be able to, and how this is going to be dealt with, but absolutely LRT as number two, a lot of people there just wanting to be. I think there, there's. I, I, again, it comes back to sort of a shift. I think I think Edmonton uh, is sort of just on the cusp of the city that it was and the city that it's striving to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, LRT is an example of that. Bike lanes are an example of that. This is, uh, we 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 can see where we want to get to, but. Uh, and, and during any kind of transformational kinds of shifts, we're going to hit some speed bumps uh, mm-hmm. and. and some figurative ones and some literal ones, I guess. Well, uh, <laughs> we're going to hit a few speed bumps, and I think that's sort of what we're seeing in some of these responses. I suppose one of the other groups that has a vested interest in bike lanes that we haven't mentioned yet are those businesses which feel that the bike lanes are interfering mm. with the, their customers' ability to park in front or get access to their storefronts. Mm-hmm, yeah, and, and we're hearing from, you know, I spoke with uh, some of these guys as well. And, and I find this kind of interesting. I mean, it's sort of... Uh, this almost comes back to the whole arena issue as well. I mean, back when the arena was being discussed and uh, uh, everybody was saying, hey, look, we're going to get all this, these people down here. We're going to get all this traffic, and it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to help all going to be helping all of these sorts of businesses. Now we're seeing some of the businesses right down in the heart of downtown that are sort of saying, hey, this isn't quite working out quite the way that I hoped. It's almost like there's a lot of people and everybody's coming down because of our reliance on the car, because of how used to the car we are. Now people are coming down and they're struggling to find a place to park. And that means that 
they're not coming down to see me anymore. I mean, on game nights, you might get a little bit of a bump depending on who you are and where you are, but every other time there's a feeling that, at least a perception, I'm not saying it's actually the case, because there are people that are going to argue that and say that you can find parking, it's not a problem, but there's a per- these, people, these owners are saying there's a perception that we just don't have a place to be able to go. Uh, so they're staying away, and bike lanes are a part of that as well. That uh, I spoke with the owner of the Crapery, uh, which is dressed on mm-hmm. 103rd Street, right in front of a right in front of one of these bike lanes, and he says his customers, when they come in, they say that they feel like that whole street is all cramped now. There just isn't enough space to be able to drive. Maybe there's some uh, delivery vehicles that they're having to get around. Difficult, more difficult they feel to be able to find some of that on-street parking, which is sort of what they expect. And uh, they feel that uh, they feel that it's difficult, so they're just going somewhere else. They say that they're getting some less, they're getting less business as well. So it's kind of difficult to find any definitive re- definitive links for sure to be able to say this is causing this. But certainly, there's that feeling out there among some of the people downtown that oh, this isn't quite working out exactly as we were hoping uh, when it comes to bike lanes and some of the other downtown development. Fletcher, curious to know, um, in your investigation into this and talking to people, are there some incumbents where bike lanes are a huge issue in that ward that could be taken to task, have been taken to task over the last little while about it, that could maybe see some impact um, at the polls in a negative way because of these bike lanes? Yeah, I think there's probably some, I, I think there's probably some incumbents that... Uh, will feel these sorts of issues, whether it's specifically and only bike lanes or just sort of a combination of uh, just the sentiments uh, that you have on the LRT, on the bike lanes, those sorts of things. I mean, uh, right downtown, certainly uh, in Scott McKean's riding, um, there are people uh, that aren't too, aren't really big fans of the bike lanes. Uh, the biggest quest, I mean, down in Michael Walter's uh, riding in Ward, uh, in mm-hmm. Ward, I believe it's Ward 10, um, that was sort of ground zero of the last incarnation of bike lanes there as well. There's a lot of people there that aren't too happy with how that was handled. The big question is, is it going to be enough to uh, unseat them? I'm not sure if that dissatisfaction on its own would necessarily be enough to unseat uh, any of these incumbents. Name recognition is so hugely important in municipal elections, and quite frankly, especially in municipal elections where the mayoral race doesn't seem to be... uh, a hard-fought one, let's just say. Uh, so, I mean, you've got a few more people that are staying away uh, than, than what typically might be happening. So I'm, I'm not sure if it's enough to unseat them, but absolutely, you're hearing from some of these people saying, I'm not happy with how that happened uh, or how that was dealt with. So there, there's some dissatisfaction out there for sure in a lot of the wards. Hey, Fletcher, uh, can you hold on just a second? We do need to um, take a break here, but I know Andrew's got a couple more questions for you. Can you hold on for a couple of minutes? Yeah, no problem. Awesome. It's Fletcher Kent from Global Edmonton joining us this afternoon. Bike lanes has been uh, picked out as being probably, well, it has been picked out as the number one issue Mm -hmm. uh, among you coming up on Monday's election. So we'll continue this conversation right after this. Fletcher Kent from Global Edmonton joining us this afternoon as he's uh, prepared a special report that's going to be airing tonight on Global News. Uh, the Global News Hour at 6 on um, part one, I'm guessing. So, Novanesh Pratap is taking a look at the LRT side of this, but bike lanes being the big issue in this election. Fletcher, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Andrew has more questions. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I hope that this, uh, this conversation is having the same effect with our listeners that it's having with us because during that break, Jaylin and I got discussing. Mm-hmm. 
the last point that we were talking about, and that's the uh, matter of incumbents. And typically, we all agree, I think, that incumbents have the advantage when it comes to an election. They're well known. Um, and typically, unless they've done a horrific job on something, um, you know, once again, the advantage is theirs heading into a election day. But on this one here, that's quite a quandary for an incumbent because they would all understand the vision of the city and where we're moving. Um, whether they supported bike lanes or not, they know that that's the vision of the city. And we have a mayor who's undoubtedly going to be reelected, and that's his vision. So I, I, I guess I wonder now, does, does the incumbent not have the advantage or does that level the playing field for a new candidate who just stands up and says, well, if elected, I'm getting rid of bike lanes? Well, I don't know if there's that universal disgust for bike lanes. I think that's the most important bit, bit there. I mean, we, we spoke to a number of people who do quite like them. I mean, uh, I was out yesterday. I mean, we got pictures all throughout the year. I was out yesterday. Um, it wasn't exactly, as we all know, a particularly nice day, but it wasn't that difficult to go find people that are using them. I think there is an appetite to be able to have these. Uh, there might be some people that are questioning exactly how it's being done but maybe perhaps philosophically they don't necessarily have that uh, that kind of mindset but no i think you're absolutely right though that there is certainly a contingent out there who uh, uh, are uh, those who are against it are very loudly against this one and uh, i think that's difficult for any of these uh, any of the incumbents uh, who, are, who are, you know are trying out uh, trying out these sorts of things and it offers a bit of a wedge issue for some of those uh, uh, candidates that are uh, that are wanting to get in there that they can maybe sort of use this and uh, try to differentiate themselves and i mean there's a, i mean this comes down to a bit of a broader issue here as well i think it's not just it's not just the, that bike lane it's sort of that uh what we chatted about a little bit about uh, before about who we are as a city mm-hmm. and who we have been as a city and maybe some of that vision of what we want to become and if there's uh there there are groups that might be able to in factions and, uh, and and ideas that might be able to try to take it take advantage of that and try to be make that into a bit of a wedge issue and uh, take some political advantage of it as well. So certainly, I think there's some, there's some there's room for that, and I think there's some people that that will definitely use it. Uh, the question is just how effective is it going to be? There are still plenty of people who like the idea of bike lanes, I think, and there's still plenty of people that uh, support where the uh, where where the where the mayor and where council and direction that they're going. But uh, it, that's the one thing I'm kind of looking for in this election, though, to see if we can get a bit more of a sense and uh, that overall general statement about the vision for the city how, how, how much uh, how much uh, support there is for that that's, that's the thing i'll be watching for and perhaps sort of bike lanes is one sort of indicator for that you know it's interesting how these uh, and we're almost out of time it's interesting how all these topics kind of go together we talked a moment ago about lrt that's related to bike lanes of course because it's all about transportation um but you know we have a bridge that was uh, two years behind schedule and my suspicion is that some people uh, there may be that camp that likes bike lanes that camp that doesn't like bike lanes and then there's that other camp that feels they just don't think the city will get it right yeah i think i think there's some groups out there i think that's plagued everybody uh on city council that's been it's been a difficult four years for uh, from a project management perspective (laughs) that's for sure and uh, which is going to plague everything that a council does i think and and that's going to be very difficult um for for whoever comes in but uh, i know that the city has that over and over again that we've changed how we're doing things we're bringing in different people they did have massive overhauls here so but the proof is going to be in the pudding i mean it's going to be up to whoever is elected to be able to do do everything that they want to do and say that they're going to do it and do it on time and do it on budget and 
not end up charging people a whole bunch of extra money for not getting it done on time. And that's that's going to be the biggest challenge for whoever whoever does win. And then only then can they start to shape uh, and bring, take the city towards their vision. You, achieving it is <laughs> achieving it is still whatever the vision is. You still got to achieve it. Yeah, that's tougher. Right? Fletcher Kent joining us this afternoon. We look forward to seeing your full report tonight, Fletcher. Thank you so much. My pleasure. All right. Fletcher Kent from Global News will have more on the election on our newscasts throughout the day. And Global will have full coverage on Global News Hour at 6. Also, don't forget to join us on Monday at 6.30. Ched and the Global News team uh, teams up for full coverage of the municipal election beginning when the polls close at 8 p.m. The 6.30 Ched Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Ched.